chapter twenty of dr luttrell's first patient by rosa nuchette carey this librivox recording is in the public domain somebody's crutch of all the paths that lead to a woman's love pity's the straightest beaumont and fletcher one afternoon in october olivia sat at her work in the front parlour she was expecting greta to join her and more than once she had looked at the clock on the mantelpiece as though wondering at her lateness the folding doors were open the young couple had taken advantage of their improved circumstances to add to their scanty stock of furniture the dining-table and mahogany chairs bought second-hand in dr luttrell's bachelor days and the small ugly chiffonier had been moved into the smaller and duller back room and the front parlour had been transformed into a dainty sitting-room greta's skilful fingers and good taste had been placed at her friend's service to gratify marcus's love of comfort two really handsome saddleback chairs were beside the fireplace and a little round table occupied the centre of the room a second-hand writing-table with drawers had been picked up in the city as a great bargain and appropriated for marcus's use over it hung the sketch of dot and the kitten long ago presented by the grateful artist the pretty blue carpet and curtains gave an air of finish by marcus's desire the folding doors were always kept open and olivia no longer felt herself stifled for want of air this afternoon the little sitting-room looked at its best a bowl of dark red cactus dahlias stood on the table an offering from alwyn and a magnificent lilium auratum a gift from greta blocked up the dining-room window when the door-bell rang olivia laid down her work with a pleased smile and the next moment greta entered the room how late you are you naughty girl she said kissing her affectionately i've been sewing for the last hour yes i know something unforeseen detained me and then greta dropped her eyes in sudden embarrassment and blushed oh olive dear can you guess what i have to tell you this afternoon and then olivia looked at her steadily do you mean she began anxiously but greta blushing still more rosily interrupted her yes i do mean it and olive dear friend truest of friends you must congratulate me for i am so happy you take my breath away greta are you and alwyn actually engaged yes dear we settled it this afternoon but of course of course i've known for weeks what he meant and wished he's gone round now to tell his father and will be here presently dear olive why are you so silent are you not glad about this i am glad that anything should make you happy returned olivia gently and you know how deeply interested i am in your and alwyn's welfare but forgive me greta if i ask one question are you sure are you perfectly sure that this step will be for your happiness then greta looked at her in surprise and there was a reproachful expression in her grey eyes sure when i have loved him all these months my dear olive what can you mean alwyn is the only man i could ever marry oh how it relieves me to hear you say that dear greta i am so fond of you both alwyn is charming but until you said that i was afraid to congratulate you you know my views on this subject dear do you remember how we talked on the beach at eastbourne i am afraid that more than once i made you a little sad but i was thinking of this i knew then in my own mind that alwyn had begun to care for you and i wanted you to have plenty of time for consideration 
oh yes you made your meaning clear to me even then returned greta smiling but indeed no consideration was necessary when alwyn came to me and said quite simply that he loved me and wanted me to be his wife i just put my hand in his without a word it almost shocked me to see his gratitude he kept saying over and over again that he was not worthy of me that he knew he had done nothing to win my respect and i should not be able to look up to him oh olive he quite broke down when he said this but i soon comforted him i only remember two things i said to him that you love me and that you need me and after that we understood each other dearest greta aunt madge was right when she told me that you were born into the world to be somebody's crutch did she say that and greta's eyes had a dreamy look in them but i tell alwyn that i mean to lean on him indeed olive you must not undervalue him alwyn is stronger than you think he has repented truly and deeply of all his boyish mistakes and those who love him should utterly and forever wipe out the record of his past see how devotedly his father loves him his forgiveness was absolute dear you need not say any more and olivia embraced her with tears in her eyes i can only wish you all the happiness you deserve in that case my happiness would be little enough but of course i know what you mean and olive for the first time in my life i can say with truth that i have found my vocation it will be such a privilege to be allowed to take care of alwyn he is far from strong and he will need care for a long time i wonder if you know the feeling i have about that with dr luttrell you cannot have had it you have never been anxious about him and then he is always taking care of you but i shall always have to think for alwyn oh you are right there we shall think for each other she went on fearing that she had admitted too much and there is one thing of which i am certain that i shall have every right to be proud of him do you know what his father says that he has genius unmistakable genius and he is no mean judge mark my words he will be an r a yet he only said that to me a few days ago marcus thinks the same but greta there is one thing if you marry alwyn you will have to take his father too you can never separate them those were alwyn's very words returned greta with a soft flush which made her look years younger but indeed i love him already for alwyn's sake and because he is so good to him oh olive dear if you knew the joy it will be to me to have some one for whom i can care again i do not want my life to be too easy or free from responsibility but i do want it to be real actual life mrs broderick and i were only talking about it yesterday she says what single women miss in their lives is some absorbing interest a work that shall fill up all the crannies oh aunt madge is very strong on that point i remember before i knew marcus that we had wonderful talks on this subject she used to be so fond of quoting carmen silva's speech a woman does not become a mother she is a mother from her birth a woman's family satisfies her vocation but does not create it and she used to tell me to mother my pupils you must love them hard she would say and live their young lives as well as your own but thank god we can always find objects for our love i should make you laugh greta if i told you how i mapped out my future as an old maid but i am quite sure i should have made a good one just then the door-bell rang and alwyn entered he looked eager and excited well has she told you were his first words as olivia met him with outstretched hands and then as she warmly congratulated him his eyes glowed with feeling i have not deserved such a prize have i mrs luttrell but greta has promised to make the best of me will you forgive me if i take her away for a little 
my father is most impatient to welcome his new daughter and he will only excite himself if we keep him waiting go with him greta dear returned olivia mr alwyn will bring you back to us and then greta rose at once though she looked a little shy as olivia stood at the door watching them as they crossed the road marcus came up harbutt street where are those two going he asked curiously i thought miss williams was to spend the evening with us then olivia linked her arm in his and drew him into the passage oh do come in marcus she said breathlessly i cannot talk at the street door and i have such a lot to tell you then marcus put down his hat and drew off his gloves with exasperating slowness we have been married nearly three years he said flecking the dust off his coat collar but i never remember the day when as you so elegantly express it you had not a lot to tell me yes but something has really happened she returned ignoring this provoking speech oh indeed was the cool answer so they have settled it at last have they well i have changed my opinion lately gaythorne may not be quite up to the mark but he will make a good husband i suppose he is taking her across for the parental blessing and then olivia admitted that this was the case i am so glad that you really do not mind she said in a relieved tone but i fancied you would not approve you almost said as much one day oh even great intellects change their opinions sometimes returned marcus dryly sir robert peel and gladstone for example and then most people know their own business best perhaps if you were to cross-examine me severely i might own that alwyn gaythorne is not the man i should have selected for your interesting friend but as she has chosen him she is evidently of another opinion and this is one thing in his favour he is thoroughly in love with her and really take him all in all he is not a bad fellow and olivia who understood her husband perfectly was quite content with this opinion when marcus went upstairs to wash his hands whistling the air of my old dutch she knew he was quite as much excited as she was when greta came back she looked a little flushed and agitated and at a sign from alwyn olivia took her upstairs what is it dear she said gently as greta shed a few tears was not mr gaythorne nice to you nice repeated greta with a little sob he was as dear as possible if i had been olive he could not have been more gentle i tell alwyn that i shall be quite spoiled between them but somehow as he talked to me i could not help thinking of poor father and of my mother how happy mother would have been for she was always so fond of alwyn yes dear i understand yes and alwyn understands too he told me so just now he said that though this was the happiest day of his life he could not help missing his mother and olive olivia do you know that mr gaythorne means us to live with him i was just a little bit frightened when i heard that and i am afraid alwyn saw it for he spoke about it afterwards does he wish it himself olivia was careful to reserve her own opinion both she and marcus had their own views on this subject i do not know what he really wishes and it was too soon to discuss things but he did say that he thought that his father ought not to be left alone and of course he is right and it is for him to decide and then she gave an embarrassed little laugh mr gaythorne was very good to me but you know what an autocrat he is he wants it to be soon very soon oh he quite took my breath away and i could see alwyn was sorry for me he thinks it is the impatience of the disease and that we must humour him a little alwyn was so beautifully gentle with him and so considerate for me but he saw how overwhelmed i was yes one wants quiet at first to realise one's happiness returned olivia sympathetically now i am going to make the tea and you shall join us when you like but when she got downstairs she found alwyn alone he was pacing up and down as though he were anxious where is marcus she asked at once 
oh someone wanted him at number twenty five sligo street i was to tell you that and then with a change of tone i hope my father did not really upset greta oh no she was only a little overwhelmed no wonder you know what my father is mrs luttrell he never will wait for anything if a thing is to be done it must be done at once only yesterday i was laughing at him and telling him he would have made an excellent slave-driver he is immensely pleased and excited and he treated greta as though she were a princess he has fine manners you will allow that but the dear girl looked dreadfully shy and embarrassed and then to put her at her ease he wanted her to promise that she would marry me as soon as possible it was no use trying to hush him for he would have his say i got her away at last by pretending you would be waiting tea for us oh here she comes and his face brightened as he hurried to his fiancee's side greta had recovered her tranquillity and when marcus entered she received his congratulations as happily as possible olivia went over to galveston house the next day mr gaythorne was evidently expecting her well he said holding her hand i suppose you have come to congratulate me on my new daughter i tell alwyn he is a lucky dog a sweet girl and three thousand a year not that either he or i care about the money there will be plenty for alwyn plenty i was telling them both last night he went on that there must be no delay and nonsense in my state of health any procrastination would be foolish i want to see him with a good wife crampton is all very well but a wife will understand him better the house will hold us all with the exception of the library and my own bedroom it will all belong to them alwyn can refurnish the drawing-room if he likes and there is that little room on the first floor opening into the conservatory that would make a charming morning-room for greta he can have carte blanche to do what he likes and she and crampton will manage the house between them so what is the use of waiting and as olivia noted the old man's feverish excitement she could not help thinking that a short engagement would be best and when alwyn walked with her to mayfield villa she told him so i quite agree with you was his answer dr luttrell and i had a talk over things last night but i do not mean greta to be bothered with plans and preparations until she has had a few days quiet you do not know her as well as i do mrs luttrell greta is so unselfish so absolutely selfless that she will do anything for the good of those she loves in the old days she always yielded her wishes to olive and she is just as ready to do so now and as alwyn said this with his bright winning smile olivia was not quite so sure after all that greta had made a mistake End of chapter twenty